Welcome to episode four of Closer with Simone Marie. This week, I talked to singer, songwriter, performer and musician Joel Culpepper. Now, we caught up at the end of April, beginning of May, um, once lockdown had been fully assumed, let's say. And uh, needless to say, the the climate and what's going on in the world today has severely changed since then. So some things may still be relevant, some things may not. But I just want you to take that into consideration. But uh, we do talk about what he's been up to during lockdown, uh, his current musical projects and and, uh, what's going to be happening and his outlook on everything and... um, little bit of baking talk. (laughs) I hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe for all future episodes because I have lots more guests coming up. This is Joel Culpepper and you're listening to Simone Marie. Okay, so I'm joined by the very talented and extremely lovely Mr. Joel Culpepper. Hi, Joel. How are you doing? Hi, fine. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I um, I had planned to get you on the show uh, under very different circumstances, but here we are. So thanks for doing this. Um, no Pleasure. How, I mean, how have you been coping? It's a bit of a wide question. I mean, we can go into different things, but I mean, how are you right now doing? Today is a good day. Uh, the sun's out. <laughs> I think in general, it's... It's an up and down um, scenario, man. I mean, it's completely, as everyone keeps saying, unprecedented times. Um, mm. And I think just in general, creative people, well, everyone, but um, I found similar with artists that were quite sensitive to these kind of things in terms of routine and mm. what's going on around us. And I think... Um, yeah, it definitely has days where you feel a little bit flat and days where you pick up and you're productive and you kind mm. of got to roll with both feelings. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, still keep putting one foot in front of the other. So that's what I've been trying to do. Today is a good day. I'm talking to you. Yeah. And sun's oh. out and, yeah, we, we're okay. The sun is kind of helping, isn't it? it? I mean, in some ways it's frustrating because we can't really go out and do yeah, all the stuff that we want to, but at least... It's nice outside and we can go out and do the daily exercise thing, you know, in the park or kind of run around the block or something, you know. How are you getting on with that? I saw the uh, the tree bark. Yeah. <laughs> I've made like a log step routine in, <laughs> in the park opposite me. Like, I think we're doing things that we'd never do in public before, yeah. but now it's like anything goes, you know. Well, that's the, I suppose, the benefit of what's been going on is there's a lot of um there's a lot of skill sets that you know a lot of people are acquiring suddenly and I'm definitely Mm -hmm. one of them you know I'm cooking more Mm -hmm. I've I've been baking which I've never done before in my life Um, (laughs) what have you been making (laughs) I've been I've been baking um some ginger crunch flapjacks um oh nice um I've got bread pudding this weekend so it's you know Love schedule going on, but you know, reading, guitar playing, lots of little things that mm-hmm. you know I have even neglected or I'm learning new. So, um, mm. trying to see the uh, the positives out of this scenario, but yeah, yeah, I saw you were doing some drawing online as well. That's right, yeah, I, I was quite to... impressed. 
We've got lots of hidden talents going on, right? I mean, you could be selling the flapjacks as merch for the shows. You could be doing artwork. I mean, this is untapped talent here. <laughs> With the art, it's such a weird thing because um, I that was my main thing was drawing when I was growing up, and everybody oh, no um, really mm. recognised me as an as a, an artist in that type of way, and it it kind of took an adjustment for especially for friends and mm. particularly family to see me as a musician because they just knew, well, no, you're the, you're the boy that draws. You need to be going into that kind of field. Right. Right? Yeah. But forget my art. Secretly, you like always be like, yeah, I'll show them. I, it was more, I had to just pluck up the courage to just do what I wanted to do. And my art teacher, bless him, gave me, you know, some real advice in mm-hmm. studying both art and performing arts at the same time. And he said, you're spending all your time in the music room, Joel. Why don't you just do music? Yeah. And it just, he, he almost, he released me, you know, and I just said, yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. And I, I kind of, that's what I want to do, mate. And he, you know, he gave me the courage really to speak to my mum. And I just said, look, I, I, I need to drop art for a bit and just focus yeah. on it's interesting you say the, the words release you, you know, because I think sometimes like, as, as an artist or musician, you people don't realise that you can kind of struggle with that confidence. You know, it, it may not look like it on the outside, but it's really good for someone else to kind of give you that push or, or find find some kind of verification, you know, and then you're off and running. Absolutely. Yeah. I do find the most artists that I love actually have this sort of duality of, being really shy or reserved and mm. explosive on, on t- in terms of being on stage. And, you know, it's definitely in my character, I think, you know, meeting me and knowing me on sort of stage-wise, I think the personas are slightly um, at a jux position. Mm. Um, and I think you're right, it's just having the confidence to just be free and, and be in that moment and, and, and not care what, mm. um, whether it's liked or not, just being expressed yeah. and the music's making you feel. And I think it just took me a while to kind of get that. And yeah, finally, I'm finally here. Yeah, you are for sure. I mean, things have really been taken off here. Yeah. So speaking of live performances, I mean, I've been lucky enough to join you on stage um, a couple of times and um, of course, lucky enough to see you play. I mean, have you, have you had a lot of shows cancelled this year because of all this? <laughs> Yes, um, we had a few shows in France, um, mm. like a three or four gigs, um, a few festivals that have just gone. I kind of had a suspicion, you know, <clears throat> weeks leading into the um, sort of the unraveling of this pandemic, mm. and I just thought this is not going to happen. And um, you know, yeah, we've had the privilege, privilege of having you play with us on stage and you know just that kind of I know I could speak to you on a level where we know what we accomplish on stage and the experience that it is that Mm. you know we both share and have and that kind of real gutting feeling (laughs) when a show's been cancelled and it's just like oh my gosh I just I just want to dance and shake my on stage and just 
wet and all all that jazz. I, really I mean, you, I, I mean, it's not just the lack of income; it's that release, yeah, even the adrenaline and that connection yeah. and all of it, isn't it? I mean, um, what do you what are your kind of ideas about how this will change the future of live music? Because obviously, things aren't going to get to back to normal <laughs> immediately. I was thinking, you know, yeah, about you know the, the future of, of live music. I mean, how much do you think it's going to change after this? Because obviously, things won't go back to normal immediately, you know, by any means. And I kind of had this idea of a band um, going into a venue and they're all standing like six meters apart at all stages of sound check and, and everything, and maybe got you know, the masks on and hand sanitizer everywhere, and they they get up and they do the gig but to an empty room and it just gets streamed and the audience are watching at home. And I thought how utterly kind of soul-destroying and bizarre that must be, but it's a possibility, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's so hard to tell at this stage how things will develop. Um, But I think we have to consider, I suppose, all sort of possibilities and Mm. and how we continue to do what what we do. And kind of reminds me of not miming but definitely I mean we recorded something quite funny oh um, yes in yeah. the dark um and you know that required you know us I suppose performing to yeah. a, a 100 level but not having the crowd immediately in front of you and you're sort of going through the motions but it's obviously not quite the same as performing in front of an audience. And I, I'd imagine that, you know, a lot a lot more similar setups will occur in terms of like a real, really empty mm. sort of bare studio where, you know, musicians, artists can perform. And, but it's just that whole, that gig thing, how, how much will it be impacted and, you know, it, I guess we have to sort of wait for the dust to settle in terms of, you know, what that really, really looks like in the next year or so. And yeah, best thinking about because I absolutely thrive off the reaction <laughs> of a crowd, even if a crowd is really cold. <laughs> you know, we've all had those shows where you're getting nothing, zero. We've all had those gigs. But... Looking at phones, nothing. Yeah, yeah. But it's still energy. It's energy. And I almost thrive on the fact that I'm going to make you melt. I know you're not into it right now, but your head will be tapping by my by the last song. You will be into it. You might not be waving. It might not be an, a, a massive expressive thing going on, but whether it's eye contact or something, there will be an engagement there. And I think it's those things that I will definitely miss mm. and, and, and really want to thrive off of and, it's, I suppose it's navigating how we keep going and doing what we, we love and sharing it with other people, you know? Yeah, I mean, have you... Um, there is There seems to be a kind of perceived pressure on, on musicians specifically and, and performers in, in general um, to kind of double down and be super creative at this time. Are, are you feeling that? And, and how do you feel about that? I'm, like most musicians, an absolute ball of... Um, being complex with that in, in, in mm. some days I think yeah I've got the time this is great time for writing songs you know in terms of like learning more of my guitar you know I sort of set myself a goal to be able to play all of my tunes to a standard Amazing. 
just me on guitar and, you know, but then there is a, a rebellious thing within me, 100% going on going, I don't feel inspired and I don't want to write music right now. Yeah. And, you know, I think inspiration isn't something that you just turn on. It's not, it's not, you know, it doesn't sort of drop or land on us just because there's ample time for it to happen. In fact, for how I sort of write songs and inspired by, you know, to write, it's generally through the cracks of life. It, it happens in these really weird spaces, cracks of the night, you know, it, it's, it's unconventional. And I think anyone that's sort of like, oh my God, you should just be streaming loads of live music from home. <laughs> I, I get my back up a little bit. I, I feel it rising. Yeah, that's kind of not what this is, and yeah, I, you know, I don't want to sound too arty about it either. You know, I'm sort of checking myself. Am I right for thinking the way I'm thinking and feeling? But you know, that's not how I at all approach music. I approach it because mm. someone's. I've had a really great conversation with someone, and they've said something. And I've just jotted it down in my phone, or you know, it's the middle of the night. I can't sleep, and I know I've got to get up early, mm. and then suddenly you know, I'm fiddling with the guitar, you know, there's these moments that actually I'm not having anymore. And that's because yeah. there's loads of time. It doesn't necessarily mean that this is a great time to be inspired and, and create and write. And it, yeah, I'm I'm a mixed bag. I don't know about you, mm. but... There's less life happening, yes. isn't there? Yes. There are less instances happening. There are less interactions happening. There's, I mean, obviously, there's less physical contact, but I think it's a time where you kind of have to go inwards for ideas and, and think, go backwards in time, even um, into the past, or even in your imagination. You know, uh, kind of thought up um, scenarios or, or what have you. And you, like you say, you don't want to feel like you're rinsing something for the sake of it. Or, on the other hand, of it being opportunistic, you know, because nobody there's only so much you can put yourself out there in the moment and and I'm very much aware I mean I'm not a solo artist either like like you are so it would be a little bit out of place for me to suddenly start learning bass solos and bass lines you know and all this stuff and I think there, there are two things kind of happening if you break it down there's that kind of need to feel personally fulfilled and, and inspired and remind yourself what you're doing and your purpose in life and then there's the need to monetize something that you're doing as well because nobody knows financially what's going to be viable in the future yeah. you know and then yes I, you know i get those messages as well like why don't you do this why don't you do that and you should be doing that you should be instagramming live you know base base lines and stuff i'm like i don't think people want to see yeah. that i mean <laughs> a couple of nights ago i had like maybe 10 people i follow actually quite closely doing mm. ig live all at the same time oh yeah i just had a meltdown and just that <laughs> Really I'd say I'm not I just think it's a funny scenario. It's just insane <laughs> of the output that's going on. And, you know, I had, a, I had a great conversation with someone earlier this week who said, you know, the problem with the broadcasting thing is that um, I suppose everybody has become the broadcaster. So no one is the receiver. Even your friends who potentially listen to music are suddenly now broadcasting their own scenarios from their life and you know what they're mm. doing they're doing their own ig live let alone tuning into yours and 
you know, mm. that balance of broadcaster receiver is absolutely out of balance. And, and yeah, you know, it? it really yeah. hit me in, 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 yeah, actually, you know, even how we're consuming music and, um, you know, how everybody sort of... Yeah, I mean, that's just how we're sort of consuming other people's lives as yeah. well because it's it, it's always in your face anyway. And then now it's strange, isn't it, how social media is this kind of litmus test for how people are doing in general yes. all, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to thank you for um, switching me on to the Questlove Prince DJ stream because I did not know that was going on and that was... Um, do you know what? I mean, in this whole thing, this scenario, there are certain moments where you forget what's going yeah. on and you get really immersed in something. And that was one of those. And, um, yeah, thank no, you. I, I, <laughs> I mean, for those of you who don't know, like, Questlove did this, is it four days or something? Like, yeah, four days of, of not just Prince cuts, but also some really rare stuff. And he, mm. he you know, he's definitely a geek, you know, in, in, a, oh, for sure. in the best possible sense. And, you know, he's, He's a, a book and, you know, kind of reciting all this information mm. that, uh, through each song that he played and, or story or anecdote about <laughs> Prince. And it's just, you know, someone that obviously knew Prince that well and, and familiar mm. with his with his work to kind of dedicate that amount of time to just sharing it. And it's, you know, I know we share that love with, uh, with oh. Prince and it's just... I saw it flag up and I thought, Simone, have you seen this? Ah, uh, do you know what? I just, whenever I see like a Prince I'm like, I better send this to Joel. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Because it's the four-year timeline of, of Prince passing and, and there was a little like kind of flurry of things coming up online. And I'm not really into celebrating somebody's death in, in the way that it gets celebrated on, um, on social media. Yeah. I sort of think it's there's a sort of morbid thing without celebrating the day someone dies but I um I kind of like to remember people all throughout the year mm. but um I mean yeah it's just be interesting to kind of you know think what he would be doing if, if he was still here at this time because he would just be in Paisley Park like, I mean, <laughs> like making another album yeah, just, you know another <laughs> secret amazing record and I think you know Prince is such a good point to reference as well because I I, I, I do feel I understand what you mean in terms of celebrating someone's death in a way that it has been, um, and almost would he be would he be cool with it? Would he be, you know, he was such a complex mm. person, and I think he always went against the grain and did yeah. things that people didn't necessarily expect. And I think, you know, he was just about the music, just about, oh, and yeah. You know, not not at all um, roped in the hype, and and I, I think sometimes, you know, social media definitely playing a part. You know, we can get sort of carried away with these kinds of events and things and markers, and everyone's got to say a really moving, poignant tribute. And, mm. You know, just play the tunes, man, and <laughs> you know, live in the moment. I'm still with you. Yeah. I, I am. I mean, yeah, he just kind of nailed it, really, you know. And, yeah, I guess I kind of see, like, celebrating his death, but it shouldn't take the remem the remembrance of someone's death to remember their life, I, I guess yeah. I meant. 
but um yeah i mean there were some rare cuts and stuff and remixes and and mixes that i I hadn't ever heard in that mix i was like i had my shazam next to it for like hours on end like oh my god oh my god oh it's not coming up oh no yeah I was going to say, are there any, uh, a bit of a cliche, you know, I, I don't want to do the whole, oh, what album is getting you through, you through isolation, you know, but are there any kind of albums or like musical artists that have sort of lifted your spirits in this time? Um, I've definitely been, you know, still listening to music and yeah, I guess there's, but I, I think there isn't necessarily, I haven't noticed a massive difference in terms of what I digest and, or how I digest music and you know I'm still surfing and kind of like into what I'm into and recently yeah. been listening to Thundercats new record and oh yeah I've been I saw a cool interview with him the other yeah, day yeah I mean really cool he, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know I got to meet him once and he is a, he's a dude and we got to eat I could see you two working together I hope it happens one day I really do because uh, yeah, he shares a I similar love and weird fascination with Michael McDonald. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Yacht Rock. Yacht Rock. I'm just into it, man. I just, I think there's yeah. points in my life where I just pinpoint Yacht Rock, you know, where I'm like, yeah, I remember being in my mum's car, being driven. Mm. And it was predominantly Yacht Rock being played in the car or, you know, growing up in church, there's a gospel group that, you know, covered what Fool Believes. Um, oh, and it, it, there's just moments where I'm like, yeah, I can trace it back mm. um, to points in my life where it's probably really influenced me. But I, I'm I'm so into it, and I I got to geek out a little bit with him um, about Amazing. about him about Michael McDonald and um, what a great thing to bond. Yeah, on. man, because you know those kinds of artists, they really are, you know, they're rare and they should really still be celebrated in, in ways that I think probably don't Absolutely. as they should in terms of their sort of imprint on music. But um, They create huge benchmarks, I think, in just in, it's like their method of production and just, oh, so much emotion and all that stuff as well. So much emotion and, yeah, it's a little bit cheesy and a little bit... Yeah, but it's like you've got to go full throttle if you're going to kind of... Yeah, it's just, you know, the sun's out. You know, I do, I do want to hear what a fool believes. I, I kind of do. Like, you know, the harmonies, everything about it is so optimistic. Just his mm. spirit just instantly lifts. And I think, you know, that's what people recognise in, in a lot of Yacht Rock. Um, and his album, you know, it's definitely... Um, still introverted it's still you know playful and very thundercat um but you know it's got those moments where it's just like wow i'm smiling i don't mm. even know why it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good man it's, yeah. all good. it's an incredible influence to, to check um tell us a bit about your um your new single i mean that's out that now i believe I'm, I'm gonna put it i'm gonna be playing that in the in a little while, but um, yeah, it, you've been working with Gold Teeth. The track is called Thinking. Yeah. Tell us a little bit how that came um, about, because it's—I I mean, it's brilliant. I love it so much. Ah, oh, cheers! It's—it's um, it's a really cool story in that it's just—you know—I met Andy, who is Gold Teeth, uh, via um, Swindle. I think he became aware of me via 
Swindle, mm-hmm. and he'd put down um, quite a signature bass line um, mm-hmm. for Swindle's No More Normal album on Drillwork, uh, which features Gets. And I think he'd heard of me via um, via Swindle performing Woman, and he got in touch. And I hadn't, I didn't realise that Andy was a part of the Arctic Monkeys and had left the band and. Mm-hmm. now goes under this name gold teeth and and had you know a few releases out and we eventually hooked up had a studio session it was supernatural like almost like quite casual oh yeah you know he's from sheffield and he's still up there so we drove down to london we, we was in a studio he had a few tunes i said oh, i quite like that that's quite funky i yeah, i could do something with that and literally that is what thinking is um you know mm-hmm. It, you know, I wish there was more to it, but it's as organic as mm-hmm. as that. He's a lovely, lovely bloke, so warm, mm. and you know, we we geeked out over another shared love of ours, um, Curtis Mayfield. We we, oh, you know, just went to town. Like, you know, these are the makings of you, and oh, have you heard tripping? You know, it's that. That was my wedding song, and it was just like, you know, when you get that absolute synergy, you just can't get the words yeah. out quick enough. You share something that not everybody does, you know. Yeah. Like I say, Curtis Mayfield, and people are like, oh, yeah, okay. You know, I like a bit of loofah, and it's like, cool, but I'm not talking about loofah, I'm talking about <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's a different kettle of giant that we're dealing with here. Different vibe. Completely different vibe. Different vibe, different genius, you know. And me and Andy really clicked with that. And so, you know, he went away, you know, produced the song and kind of sent it back to me. And I was just like, yeah, mate, that's brilliant. Put it out, you know, be pleased to be a part of it. So, yeah, Mm. I'm really chuffed at how it's been received. And, you know, it's definitely got a few ears pricked in, in worlds that I'm not particularly familiar with actually so joe wiley played us last night which is a first yeah and radio one um yeah. who else had a lot of effort yeah it has and it's you know it's it's a really it's a real testament to the song and um mm. you know the sort of i suppose the collaboration you know that me and andy did share was it, we obviously struck something good and it's come out yeah. in the song so yeah chuffed to bits you think you'll do some more with him, or I reckon so. I think, um, there's no immediate plans, but you know the music world. What I love about it is it's all quite incestuous in that you know once you know the person, you kind of know them, and pulling them into other projects and get them to do other things with you, and and vice versa, yeah. kind of starts happening naturally. And you know it's another cool bass player that I now know. Um, so yeah. It's, yeah, it's great to be you know connected with him. It's great, that isn't it? Do you find that the music community um, specifically has kind of pulled together? Because I mean, obviously, a lot of our friends are in music, you know, undoubtedly. Um, but there's a lot of kind of everyone checking up on everybody else, and every the, the whole music community is kind of knows that it's in, in, in like in real trouble, and there are lots of things being set up, and lots of incentives, and lots of kind of projects, and everyone sort of wants to help each other. Have you um, have you found that as well? I found that. Um, as well as just the, yeah, the camaraderie and the checking in. So I've had texts from you, I've had texts from Swindle, I've had texts from Rodinho and all these different 
people who are, you know, mm-hmm. in their world and within music, kind of like, Joel, you all right, mate? Everything good, you're in. Yeah. And it's just so, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, mate, thanks for checking in, you know, um, this is how mm-hmm. I'm feeling today or, you know, mm-hmm. how are you getting on? And I, d- I do think there is that, you know, um, being quite sensitive to one another and wanting, willing each other to do well as well. And yeah. I think that is, you know, that's a really great thing that's spiraling. And I think it was happening prior to this, you know, pandemic, mm. but it's happening even more now. I'm celebrating whoever's album is out, I'm shouting about it and I'm making noise. I yeah. feel like balls on you for releasing an album you can't tour with at the moment. Or, yeah. You know, please people get behind them and, you know, listen to this amazing music. You know, I, I, I feel more of a responsibility to kind of use whatever platform I have to, to raise somebody's um, hand or, you know, to, somebody, to something that someone else has done, you know, especially on the musical level. Yeah. So, yeah, those are the good things, I suppose. <clears throat> yeah. And, what I mean, um, do you have any plans for releasing new music or is this kind of... Yeah, I mean, sort of we're still, a little bit? you know... I, I kind of did this post the other day on Instagram where I was like, you know, it's okay, everyone, to, to not know exactly what you're doing. Yeah, and, right. You know, it's fine. We're all still navigating. And I think I'm I'm including myself in that. You know, I've got an album finished. Yeah. It's amazing. And it's about mm-hmm. finding the right space and time to put it out, you know. Um, I, there'll be a few more singles, uh, one-off releases for sure coming. And then I think, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to start trickling some of this this work that I've done for the last two years out to the masses and just keep it moving. And um, just kind of, you know, as a final sort of question, all this is finished. The last person that has coronavirus has has got better from it, okay? We can all go to a live show again safely. Um, You can have five acts. You're putting on a live show and you can have five acts. One of them can be you. Who are the others? Okay. It's like a celebration of, hey, we can all do this stuff again, you know. Okay, so um, so it's four acts then. Plus. Yeah, I guess it's you, because you'd want to play it, I right? you want to play it. Yeah, <laughs> you need to get out there and yeah. dance and sweat it all out your system. So I guess, yeah, you and you and four. Okay, so let's chuck Thundercat in there, because I mentioned that I've been listening. Um, I think I would also I would also chuck in there a good friend of mine Kay Young Mm -hmm. Um, she produced the song that you played for us that's how we first met uh, My First Kill Um, she which one was that? My First Kill oh amazing track wow yeah yeah. Yeah, she recently uh, been signed by um her management uh, is Rock Nation. Um, Amazing. Yeah, she's put out a single and an EP to follow. So I'd, I'd want to, I want her to share it with that. With yeah. So me, Thundercat, Kay Young, two more. Um, so tough. He's uh, <laughs> tough, and it's always put you on the spot. You could play like three other times. Maybe you just like you do like a couple of slots. I really should be better at this game than this. Um, 
friendly fires. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm feeling quite right. cally with, with Ed McFarlane. He's such a geezer. Mm-hmm. Good, good fella. And he, um, I mean, he, how he is on stage always makes me smile anyway. I mean, the geezer yeah. hips uh, and the way he darts around the stage. And it just, it's always very funky. It's always playful. It's always joyful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they bring a great mood to the crowd for sure. Um, awesome. And well, one, one more. more. Um, well, you've got to be a part of it, surely. I'll, go, I'll, I'll do like I'll jump on for a few songs, but not. On, like, I wouldn't like have a whole slot myself. <laughs> you can have a DJ as well. Maybe there's a DJ you want. Uh, or... DJ Jazzy Jeff. What's that? DJ Jazzy Jeff. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Oh, good choice. Yeah. I'll start drawing up the flyers now then, shall I? <laughs> you never know, man. I mean, this whole thing has just proved that you never know what is going to happen. Um, do you have a little message for your fans and people that um, are into your music and your vibe? Um, yeah, I guess. Thank you. Um, forever grateful. And, you know, I suppose this time has allowed me to really reflect on a lot of the shows and gigs that I've had for the last few years. And it's been an absolute blast. And, you know, I mean that with the most sincerity. Mm. Sometimes it takes these events to slow you down for you to even digest how Mm. big and how wonderful, um, you know, certain experiences are. So for me, Glastonbury and, and, supporting Stevie Wonder at Hyde Park and some of the shows that, you know, yeah. we've both been a part of that made yeah. me smile and laugh. And yeah, I just want to thank everybody that has ever streamed, bought, come to a show of mine. And, you know, I'm still active. I'm still doing tunes. We're still doing music yeah, and cool. just keep following the journey. It's been amazing. So thank you. Aww. well um can't wait to hear new music yeah. from you joel i can't wait to see you perform live again and um of course people will already know you know where to get your music but just just for those who aren't sure where can people find your music stream your music and, and download your stuff okay cool so um joel j-o-e-l cold pepper which is c-u-l pepper um i'm on instagram twitter at J Culpepper Music, um, Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, Tidal, you name it, I'm all over it. <laughs> right, just type your name into to search engine yeah, and, and get on it. Well, you you heard it. Um, get into Joel Culpepper and just have a look. In the how many streams hits has Woman got now? It's it's well over a million, isn't it? Um, on Spotify, it's over two. I think I. Two million. I think it's over two million now on Spotify. Oh, and oh my god! Ten. It's just, in, just yeah. bonkers. Um, absolutely bonkers. Oh, mother, leave me alone! I'll be singing that when I'm eighteen <laughs> with a cane. <laughs> you deserve each and every one of those views, man. You know, and long may it continue. <laughs> um thank you so much for joining us and um i uh i just you know please stay safe and and stay healthy and um carry on baking send us over a couple of flapjacks (laughs) 
you know, you know, Ralph Roll, the drummer in Chic, he has his own like um, cookie company. He does like because obviously he's this amazing musician, yeah. amazing drummer, but he also like bakes these cookies on the side. Now he's got like his own. I mean, not now because everything's shut down, but he's got his own um, like bakery company right. and. Um, he he sells all these cookies, you know, so you could easily, you it know, be like a little side. wine shop, yeah, little business on the side. Joel's cookies, Joel's cookies. <laughs> <laughs> he'd actually probably do quite well, yeah, yeah. You never know. Yeah. Everyone's trying out different things right now, so who knows? <laughs> um, all right, listen, thank you so much, and um, we shall speak to you Definitely. soon. Thank you, stay safe. See you, Andrew. Bye.